This is Thursday, June 24. I'm Robert Walker, and welcome to the Honest Report podcast. It's been clear to anyone paying attention to the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians, or between Israel and its regional enemies for that matter, that the armed conflict of rocks, rockets, missiles, and tunnels is only half the picture. It is true, of course, that the armed conflict is the component which kills and injures innocent people, but again, that's not the full picture. The other half of the battle is the war of disinformation being waged on Israel in the traditional media like radio, television, and newspapers, and in social media, and of course, everything in between. And this campaign of disinformation is what's in the news this week. On Wednesday, June 23rd, it became widely reported in the news media that 33 Iranian websites, including Press TV, the state-run broadcaster, became shut down with a notification on these websites showing that they had been, quote, seized by the United States government as a result of a U.S. order. A statement by the U.S. Justice Department said that the websites were targeted because, quote, components of the government of Iran, disguised as news organizations or media outlets, targeted the United States with disinformation campaigns and malign influence operations. Now, these websites were hosted on U.S.-owned domains, and that's why they were vulnerable to being shut down by the U.S., other websites, such as Hezbollah's Al-Manar mouthpiece, because they were hosted on Lebanese and not American servers, are out of reach. Now, within a few hours, many of these websites had already migrated to Iranian-owned domains, but it did raise the issue of Iranian disinformation, which previously had been largely unknown to the general public. So while this specific action is likely not to have much of a, an impact on Iran's ability to disseminate rather disinformation around the world, it does raise awareness of the extent of the Islamic Republic's campaigns and their durability. Iranian disinformation campaigns can have a number of different goals, including fomenting hatred against Israel, garnering support in the West for Iran's negotiating positions related to the nuclear deal, and even sometimes the goals can have a very specific audience. As posited in a recent Jerusalem Post editorial, quote, sometimes the goal has been to get Americans to be more positive about Iran or to fear war with Iran, sometimes to cause ethnic strife to generally weaken the U.S. and provoke embarrassing incidents, which the Islamic Republic can then point to in rejecting American criticism of its authoritarian system. But in truth, Iran's disinformation campaigns are likely much bigger and much more ambitious in nature, and they do support the Iranian Republic and the Islamic Republic's larger geopolitical goals. And that means that these campaigns are not just Iran, but all Iranian groups and proxies around the world, including Hezbollah, which receives significant support, both financial and military, from its Iranian patrons. In March of this year, a report by analyst David Daoud of the Atlantic Council shared that Hezbollah was using disinformation in order to make up for its relative military shortcomings, at least as it relates to Israel. Quote, Hezbollah's perceived ability to resist Israel is a cornerstone of the group's popularity among its Lebanese Shia supporters. Compared to other Lebanese, this Shia sect has suffered disproportionately, and as a result, except Hezbollah's propagandistic portrayals of the Jewish state as a diabolical entity set on occupying and destroying Lebanon, Daoud writes. He continues, per its narrative of, quote, resistance against Israel, Hezbollah must always be victorious continually growing stronger and imposing its will on Israel. 
The Jewish state, in turn, must gradually weaken until its ultimate demise at the hand of the resistance's Mujahideen, sometimes portrayed as Hezbollah's fighters alone, or in Secretary General Hassan Nasrallah's more sober moments, the combined forces of the resistance axis. Hezbollah's media often buttresses this claim of declining Israel by carrying decontextualized or exaggerated translations of articles from the Hebrew press reflecting Israeli vulnerability. What this means, really, is that Hezbollah's campaign of disinformation against Israel, bolstered and supported by a wide swath of media assets, is aimed primarily at whipping up hatred against Israel on the part of Lebanese Shia Muslims and trying to keep them in a constant state of both fear and anger at Israel. And that allows Hezbollah, in turn, to have widespread public support against Israel um, in order to uh, wage war and terrorism against Israel which, of course, causes widespread death and destruction, not just among Israelis, but Lebanese too. In short, Iran's propaganda campaigns are a lot more about scoring a propaganda victory, and that's only half of it. What they're really about is brainwashing and preparing people for war. Now, critics of Israel would say, this is nonsense, that one man's disinformation is another man's truth, and that we are reading too much into Iran's media assets. They're reporting the news or sharing opinions, perhaps, but to say that Iran has a well-financed campaign of disinformation, that can't be true. On the surface, the argument sounds fair, but it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. In reality, we know about this Iranian campaign of disinformation, not only because we can piece together how these state-sponsored outlets and the outlets of state-sponsored terrorist groups mimic the messages and goals of the Iranian regime, but because Iran has made little secret of doing just that. Fifteen years ago, the president of Iran, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, who became a household name among Jewish homes around the world when he said that Israel should be, quote, wiped off the map, called for a propaganda campaign against Israel. Quote, to defeat the Zionist regime, we need solidarity among the Islamic world and use of new methods such as staging effective propaganda to disclose the inhuman and bloodthirsty nature of the Israeli regime to all nations. The Iranian state-owned agency is now reported in April 2006. And while Ahmadinejad was unusual in the level of his public candor as related to Israel, he didn't invent the concept of the use of disinformation against Israel. A 2017 report by the Rand Corporation, quote, how Hezbollah came to dominate information warfare, gave an in-depth understanding for how the world's most powerful terrorist group has come to use information as a tool just as valuable as weapons. According to this report, Hezbollah is an extremely savvy media organization, which understands the mantra, quote, if you haven't captured it on film, you haven't fought. And Hezbollah doesn't just pretend to understand this reality, they live it. As the report continues, quote, Hezbollah maintains a unit solely dedicated to psychological warfare that specializes in burnishing Hezbollah's public image. Newspapers, social media outlets, and television programming comprise Hezbollah's information warfare portfolio. The group uses its information-related capabilities to advertise its many successes, including summer camps for children and a robust public works program. Accordingly, many of Hezbollah's activities are directly connected to its recruitment efforts and the quest to maintain political legitimacy while still pursuing a militant agenda. In 2018, Reuters reported that Iran owned more than 70 websites 
which were actively promoting disinformation across 15 countries, including Yemen, Syria, Afghanistan, Pakistan, the United Kingdom, Egypt, Turkey, Indonesia, and others, including Israel. Reuters reported on one website called Nile Net Online, ostensibly an Egyptian news outlet, which, contrary to the Egyptian regime's pro-U.S. take, took a decidedly different view. And despite having nearly 120,000 fans on social media, Reuters found that this website didn't appear to have an office, a working phone number, or any other signs of being legitimate. And that's because it wasn't. Reuters reported that Nile Net Online, among dozens of other websites, were actually subsidiaries of a Tehran-based operation called International Union of Virtual Media. Another Iranian asset, asset, Reuters reported, appeared as a Pakistani website called Another Western Dawn, which, quote, fooled the Pakistani defense minister into issuing a nuclear threat against Israel. It should be clear then that Iran is deadly serious about using its wide influence and resources not just to change public opinion around the world, but to actively change the course of history to its benefit. Once again, critics will respond and say, well, we know that everybody uses disinformation, don't they? After all, the former CIA director Mike Pompeo told an audience in 2019 at Texas A&M University, quote, I was a CIA director. We lied. We cheated. We stole. We had entire training courses. And that's true but ultimately missing the bigger picture. The issue with Iran and its proxies using a disinformation camp campaign against Israel and others is less about what they're doing and more about who is doing it. The Islamic Republic of Iran, let's remember, is a fanatical, theocratic, misogynistic, homophobic, and intolerant regime which actively funds terrorist groups around the world and actively oppresses its own people. And it is in that context that Iran's disinformation and propaganda campaigns are so worrisome and what is unfortunately so often unmentioned in media coverage of Iran. The Islamic Republic is a threat not only against Israel, but to millions of people around the Middle East, and perhaps most of all, to its own people. And when the news report reports on Iran's disinformation campaigns, giving the full context of what reg Iran's regime is actually doing and what it actually is trying to achieve, that is the most important part of the puzzle, and that is what is needed. And that's today's edition of the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our alerts, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and if you like what you heard, make a donation to support our continued efforts. You can donate online at www.honestreporting.ca slash donate. And until next time, thanks for listening.